football season isn't going the way we wanted to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza Law Firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number. Online 24-7 at GarzaLaw.com. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyer, criminal defense lawyer, and personal injury lawyer. Before you say guilty, say Garza. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. Eh, eh, 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Wednesday, October 4th, 539. I'm nine minutes late. Seth's been waiting in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. It's good to hear your voice, as usual. Sorry I'm running late today. It's okay. Nobody's perfect. Only one man was, right? That's they right. nailed him to the cross. That's right. That's right. Did you uh did you see the the thing from there's a story out right now about a Bible that was like 1500 years old? No, I've not seen that. Cody was telling me a little bit about it on the radio show today, Talk Sports from 12 to 3 every day on Fox Sports Knoxville, that said they they found what they believe is a Bible from like 1,500 years ago, and it apparently talks about Judas getting crucified, not Jesus. The one that was found in Turkey? I guess. I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I was hoping you knew something about it. Well, it's a Gnostic text, it appears. Not, I don't know what that means. Gnosticism was another form of Near East religion. Um, so they're saying this isn't the same the same story, basically. No, it doesn't appear to be. It doesn't appear to be. Um, okay, disregard. I've been wanting to ask you about that all day. I, I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that if it was true, the top, the the. The second to top Google return would not be somebody's uh, WordPress from 2014. I didn't look into it at all. Producer, cut that out. How you feeling on this bye week? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good personally. Yeah. Uh, about the team. I mean, I. I mean, I guess it's it's cool we won, but I got a question. How many points is in and Hooker score last Saturday night? 
So you're gonna start out and just be negative today? No, I'm, just, I'm ne- asking you. I'm asking Neg- you. Ball, Seth, is still here. No, I mean, no, like, no, that's what good I, things. I have good things to say. I have good things to say. We can run on George. I think. I we still can- think the offense looked pretty bad, or not, not bad, not bad. I still think the offense left a lot to be desired for me. The defense was great. The defense was great, but yeah, no, your point about Hendon Hooker, that offense last year, or even Hendon Hooker in this offense this year, hangs probably sixty. Hendon Hooker in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that you would you would have scored sixty. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I felt like part of it is I I leave frustrated because you can clearly you can very clearly run on Georgia. They're like sixty sixth or sixty seventh in run defense. Uh, Auburn ran it really well. The problem is Auburn ran it really well with quarterbacks, and we have a quarterback who won't run. Um, I remain disgusted about the Florida game. The fact that we couldn't just bully them like Kentucky did. Yeah, that that was my main takeaway on Sunday morning was, yeah, it was nice to beat South Carolina, but now I'm just pissed off about Florida. But I'm trying not to be because, you know, the season, the second season starts now after the bye week. Yeah. And everyone's gettable. Everyone is gettable. The problem is you have to get them all to – to accomplish anything like are you at the point where you think georgia loses in the sec against anyone but us probably not because auburn was pretty much their only other road game they have to for them to lose i still think it has to be on the road yeah but that would that was pretty much their only road game because they play i think vandy i think it's vandy and that's it because i'm not i mean i'm not really buying Ole miss other than like LSU's defense is completely and totally fraudulent. And LSU wasted like an all-time great day at quarterback with Jaden Daniels. You know, I mean, so no, I don't think Ole Miss can do it. I don't think Kentucky can do it. Because it's, I mean, I just think they have to be on the road. And I think you can run, I really think you can run on Georgia. They don't have guys like they've had. That's very clear. They do not have, they have NFL guys, but they don't have the guys that are top 10 picks. They don't have the best player in the draft kind of thing. So you can very clearly run on them, especially with Mincy and Mays. It's just Milton has still shown no predilection to, to carry the football. And I just think that at the end of the day, he is going to leave points out there. I thought the two interceptions were terrible. I thought he actually threw the ball across the middle of the field pretty well. I mean, he threw nice some nice slants. But... The two interceptions were terrible. Predilection means a preference or a special liking for something, a bias in favor of something. He definitely is not biased to running the football. That's a nice word. No, no, he's not. And I will say, though, it did seem like the offense got back to where you thought it could be in terms of in the offseason when you kept telling me how good Joe was going to be at the slants and such. It does seem like Tennessee – has added that to the repertoire. He looked good on slants. It also seemed like we remembered that we have tight ends, which I know that he dropped a couple, but we also in in uh, castles, but we also rediscovered that we can throw the football to Jacob Warren, which was kind of mystifying to me. Last year, we always used we used two tight ends the entire season. They they both got the football nonstop. They got the football, and then this year we just kind of stopped. And some of that, I think, is 
man, I don't know. I thought some of it might have just been Golish was the tight ends coach, and he left. But we did decide to throw to the tight end again. I know that Castles dropped a couple, but I think Castles is really good in the open field, and he had a rough game, whatever. But I think you have two good tight ends. I just thought that the – I mean – the pass to Warren that was intercepted was terrible. I mean, it was more forgivable than the first interception, I guess, but, like, it still sucked. I thought it was a bad throw. I don't. I wouldn't say it was terrible or anything. I, I thought needed a little bit more air. And yeah, it is a bad you throw. Know, Warren could have fought for it a little bit more from what I remember. Sure, sure. But, yeah, the first interception was god-awful. Like, that, that was terrible. terrible. That was like freshman year type of stuff that you fall for when you get baited into those late throws across the middle of the field. But, you know, you kick South Carolina's ass. But I do want to note that they do have the worst defense in the SEC. So, uh, you, you accomplished your goal. You covered the spread. You... The good news is is that if there's one place they're pretty good at, it's defensive tackle. No, you held up well. The line was blocking well, so – Shout out to Cooper for coming back, and the offensive line did look better. The interior defensive line they have is not – it's pretty good, and we pretty much did whatever we wanted to. And I, I – all the love that the defensive line is getting, and I know we're like the fourth best rushing team in the country, but like all of it is just ruined to me. It's worthless to me. It doesn't mean anything. James Pierce is obviously very talented. I thought Joshua Josephs played really well. I don't understand why he hadn't been playing. But all of it is just worthless to me because of what they did in the swamp. And I like it's not even beating AM's not even gonna get rid of that taste for me. You should beat AM with a backup quarter. You should beat AM, period. Everyone circled that game as a W coming in. It should still be a win. But we just dropped a huge egg, and I just if Nico was a starting quarterback, would it would the record be any different? I think it I think it might even be better. And that, to me, is what drives me insane. Well, I don't think you could say it would be worse just because you haven't played any – like, he's not losing to Virginia. Nico could have handed the ball off to Jalen Wright and, and, and Sampson and, and Jabari Small and beaten South Carolina, especially if they're going to throw a pick six as well. But, like, yeah, no, you, you are 100% right. Do I think it's better? Do I think Nico wins in the swamp? We already lost, so, you know, at the very least, we're even. I, I don't know if I'll say he would have won in the Swamp or yeah, not. Yeah, you can't say that. I wouldn't say that either. The way the defense played. I, I, won't, I won't say that, but you are at least 4-1 and one at the bye week. With valuable reps. Exactly. So, what did you get out of Joe Milton starting? And I, I, I realize I've beat this horse for weeks now on the Discord and on the podcast, but I'm still not over it. I still haven't forgiven the Milton Militia. I haven't. I'm not over it. I'm just frustrated. We should have beaten South Carolina like a drum. We we were so much better than they were, and we came to play. And we didn't beat them nearly as badly as we ought to have. What I will say, and I don't want to keep shitting on a win because we won by 21 points in the SEC game, but... We did that, and we dropped in the AP poll. Yeah, 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 I know. So, yeah. like, people weren't impressed with the performance. Yeah. Now, we could say the media is dumb, which they are, but typically they don't drop teams for winning by three scores. Well, the other thing is that the, I mean, the, what, did we, did Missouri and Kentucky both jump us? 
I would imagine so. I would imagine so. I think they both did, and both deservedly so. I mean, I th- I don't know that Missouri wins another game this year in the SEC, but, you know, hey, they're 5-0 right now. I don't think they jump – both of them jump us if we win by 35. That's true. But we, we but I didn't – I just didn't think we played very well. Offensively. Uh, yes. I thought that – I mean – we probably could have beaten them by, like, 35 by just handing the ball off nonstop. But you have to, like – I mean, if this is going to be your guy at quarterback, I mean, I guess you have to get back there and let him get reps as a 30-year-old college quarterback. I don't know. Anything else in the South Carolina game? No, it was great to see you. Great time. At the oh, yeah, no, great tailgate as always. Appreciate everybody that brought stuff and appreciate everybody that came. Uh, there was not one person that got on my nerves on Saturday, I can honestly say. Maybe I was the person getting on people's nerves. It was a great time. It was a great time. But, it was great to see but, everybody. But no one got on my nerves, and that might be the first time I've been able to say that about a get-together. So that uh, that's a win. I also did start drinking vodka at 7.30, so I was in a pretty good mood for most of the day. But, all right, time for a new segment called Vol Twitter Talking Points. Seth, your thoughts on Kamal Haddon getting booed in the game? I am, I have said this before on the podcast multiple times, I'm anti-booing collegiate players. I realize this has changed with the NIL stuff. I don't know how much Kamal Haddon is making. It still makes me cringe to think about me booing a college player. I will not do it. Would you have felt differently if you were still in college? Do you have a problem with fellow students booing college players? I never booed college players. But Uh, if you were a college student, do you give that pass if you're the same age as the guys? I'm asking if it's an age thing, because like, yeah, it feels dirty to be like in your 30s or 40s booing, but I mean, I guess it's it's more understandable in that situation, but I still think it's kind of cringe. My I take is I, I I don't boo, but I don't have a problem with people booing. I tr- I really don't. I, I okay, so I don't boo either. I think it's cringe, but I think that this discourse completely they are alighting the point and they are acting like what he has done hasn't been worthy of of being castigated because he has acted in an outrageous manner for a year now. And it goes back to the Florida game last year where he refused to tackle. It goes back to the South Carolina game last year where he refused to do anything except jaw the entire game. Then you have the Florida game this year. I mean, you have him refusing to turn his head this year. to me, it's not even the turning the head. It's not the jawing. I, I think, to me, the reason I don't have a problem with anybody booing him, again, I didn't boo, but I think he made the cardinal sin, which is look like he wasn't given full effort. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's the one thing that will get people to boo if you look like you don't care or that you're not giving it your all. And I think that's what he did. And, and, like, the Florida highlight got circulated enough. I don't care about his pro football focus grade. I, I don't care that he's been good in coverage, you know, statistically. I care that it looked like he had a chance to make a, a, a nine- or ten-yard tackle and instead pretty much escorted ETN 60 yards for a touchdown. Like, that is why people booed. It's not the jawing at South Carolina, although it doesn't help. It's not last year against Florida. It's just it looks like he didn't give a shit. And to me, that's when people boo. That's when that's when you, people turn on you if you look like you don't care. Unless you're like Jarrett Garantano and like you just keep getting shoved down people's throats. But I thought it was dumb to boo Garantano because 
I never thought you could question whether or not he gave a shit. Garantano is like one of the toughest dudes of all time. And, and those are the only two players I can really think about us booing. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Garantano had his Garantano was obviously atrocious, but I mean, I remember when we beat Kentucky that one year when we turned it around and he was like getting emotional on the sidelines, getting interviewed by Cole Kublik, talking about how he just loved Tennessee. I mean, he loved Tennessee. He got drilled for years and never really complained. Kamal hadn't also tweeted, which never tweet. Don't tweet. Just don't tweet. And and Kamal is tweeting. Kamal be tweeting. And I don't know. He's never he's never bothered me as much as other guys on the team, especially in the secondary. But I can see why people got got fed up with him. But, you know, now it's all good because he hit the Neon Dion. He did hit the Neon Dion, and I was laughing, and he deserved it. And, you know, if, if, if the boos inspire him to be great, then by all means, you know, that maybe we got a Conzo Martin Sweet 16 run in Kamal Hatton. But, yeah, that, that's my take. Of all Twitter topic number two question, uh, Seth, do you have any thoughts on friends in low places? Yeah, it sucks. It's lame. Okay. So you want to change the song? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, yeah, for sure. 100%. Garth, annoying. He's he, he's out here making, like, pro-Ukraine videos. I mean, me and my best friend, Luke, talk about this all the time, but, like... Great guy. A tremendous human being. One of my favorite, one of my favorite young men in the entire world. Probably my favorite young man in the entire world is he talks about how that Ukraine video, it looks like somebody is right off camera, like with a gun pr- just pointed at Garth. It's the weirdest video. Garth, wh- why do we even play that song? Why do we even play? And what it made me so, I'm not afraid to admit this, it made me so mad Saturday night. First of all, I should not even have been in the stadium by the time that song was played. I should have been in the hotel in my underwear watching whatever football game was on, but I couldn't leave yet because we wouldn't put the game away because Joe Milton wasn't playing well. So I'm mad I'm there. Second of all, what does it have to do with the state of Tennessee? What does it have to do with Tennessee football? What does it have to do with the fourth quarter? And then third of all, the Rednecks went insane. And I love the Reds. I love the blue-collar portion of our fan base. But they go crazy. And I'm like, why? They went insane. They went insane. They got friends in low places, bro. Well, I don't because I had just spent hours at a tailgate with all my brothers and I was feeling high on life. And so was everyone else. So you want to get rid of it, and you think that a replacement needs to have Tennessee ties, either from the artist or the song? Well, is, that that, just, is that your criteria? That seemed, I mean, not necessarily because, like, Mr. Brightside is cool or what. I mean, I guess Mr. Brightside is cool, but I, th- I mean, Florida. Look, they play Tom Petty. He's from Gainesville. I think that there are obvious reasons to have a song with a tie. And look, Copperhead Road playing at the beginning of the fourth quarter would be very badass, okay? It's a badass song. I'm not even, like, the biggest fan of Steve Earle. He's, he was, he's a communist. So, 
you know, not a huge fan. Um, but, I mean, I do like them. Like, Guitar Town, great song. Galway Girl, probably my favorite Steve Earle song. But I'm not like a huge Steve Earle guy. But Copperhead Road is a cool song and a cool story about East Tennessee. And the beginning of it is just cool. The beginning of it is badass. It's certainly... That, that, that's what I think it has going for it the most is the intro and the like int- where it drops, where people are going to yeah. start stomping. That, that would create a pretty good scene. My problem is I don't know if it... A, you can sing along to it. I don't, I don't know if people want to sing along. I, I don't know if that's what the goal is. But also I don't know if you can make it two minutes into the song to hear the shout out of Knoxville. So I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. Those are my only like questions about it why don't we try it out well the the thing is i think enough people have tweeted danny he might get the picture this week he might finally pull the plug danny danny is very susceptible to feedback so we we might get our wish i just it's it's very it's very cookie cutter it's very anodyne it's very just like i mean look look the people that go crazy for friends in low places wear hey dudes. The the Venn diagram of hey dudes and going crazy at the beginning of the fourth quarter when that song is played, that that Venn diagram, it's a complete overlap. The circles are on top of each other. They're overlaid perfectly. Do you disagree? Well, I, I disagree only because I know at least we have one outlier uh, in the Discord. Justin Hanna, big hey dudes wear, and he he hates Garth Brooks. So I just know there's at least one outlier. He hates Garth Brooks. Yeah, he hates Garth Brooks. Why? I don't know. He just kept he called him a cuck. He called him Girth. He, he just he just doesn't seem to like Garth. Called him Girth, man. He G- got G-G's him, he roasted him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I'm just going to say it's not a perfect circle. But you're not far off. Okay, well that was our new segment, Seth's Takes on the Vol Twitter Topics of the Week. At Knox Strips, our mission is to improve the health of our community through the utilization of IV hydration therapy. IV therapy offers a wide range of benefits that cannot be ignored. Whether you're looking to improve your immune system, stay hydrated, or get over that game day hangover, you can be confident that our passionate and experienced team at Knox Strips will have an option that fits your needs. We are mobile and proud to serve Knoxville and the surrounding areas anytime, day or night. To learn more or book an appointment, please visit knoxstrips.com. Let's get to some Patreon questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Great, great, great patron tailgate. It does appear that we will try to do it again for Georgia if we cooperate, right? Is that is that the is that the goal right now, Seth? If we are I think feeling fair. like we have a chance in that game and we have two losses at most, is that kind of what we're thinking? I think that's fair. But I, I mean, if is I will be in town for the A and M game, so if anybody wants to, you know, I think we're just hang gonna out start. with Seth. Yeah. I think we're going to start trying to get there early now just because of the, uh, the the parking deck. Okay. Well, let's give a shout-out to some new patrons. Let's, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. Uh, new $5 patron, Nathan Bryant. Shout-out to Brother Nathan. We love you and appreciate you. New uh, 
New $5 patron, Jake Pennington. Shout out brother Jake. We love you and appreciate you. New $5 patron, Paul. Shout out to brother Paul, a legend already. We love you and appreciate you. New $5 patron, Sean Reed. Shout out brother Sean Reed. We love you and appreciate you. I think I follow him on Twitter. I think I follow him on Twitter. He's a good man. He's a good man. New $5 patron, Bobby Burns. Shout out to brother Bobby Burns. We love you and appreciate you. New $5, or excuse me, new $2 patron, Ryan. Shout out to brother Ryan. Yeah, Ryan of, of, of Sloth's family. Oh, 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 yes. A tremendous human being, a tremendous human being. Thank you, Ryan. I love you, and we appreciate you very much. Ben Shirley upped his pledge from 2 to $5. Shout out to Brother Ben. It was great to meet you on Saturday, finally. A tremendous young man. A tremendous young man. I love you and appreciate you. OG Matt upped his pledge from 10 to $15. Congratulations, OG Matt, on the engagement. Congratulations to Brother OG Matt. Did not come to the game because he was doing more important things. We love you. Appreciate you. We're very happy for you. And Jared Smith upped his pledge from 10 to $20. Shout out to Brother Jared. We love you and appreciate you. The vibes are high. The vibes are high. We will uh, not do a Spaces this week, but we'll come back next week for a Spaces before A&M. All right, let's hit some questions. I, quickly, I, I told you I'd get you out earlier so you can get to dinner with your mom. Um. Okay. Uh, Brother Honey Jacks asks, what percentage chance do you give the boys to run the table the rest of the season? Uh, <laughs> I mean, 10%. Yeah, low, low. Yeah, I was gonna say that ten percent <laughs> seems high. I see, I see. Uh, I mean, I think that if you asked me right now, eight and four would be an accomplishment. You think eight and four is an accomplishment? The way we're playing on offense, I just man. Well, that's what I said on the radio this week. Was like, you know, yeah, the East is still on the table, but seven and five is also <laughs> so still on the seven table. Seven and five. And, like, 7-5 and five to me seems more likely than winning the East at this point is how I felt about it. Not saying we're going 7-5, and five, but, yeah, the chances are very, very low. 10% is way too high. It's like 3%, 3% chance of running the table. 5%. Yeah. Brother G-Man asks what our top three features of a dream home would be. Top three features of a dream home, okay? You go first. I would have an Ethernet jack in every room. Okay. Um, it's going to be hard-lined be... right into the internet at all times. Yes, 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 a hard-line at all times. Um, what else would I have? You know, after seeing, after spending time with Brother Zachary on Friday night, I, I would like a nice big screened-in porch on the back deck. With with yeah. fans with fans with fans, so I could sit out there even when it's hot, like ten months out of the year. And um, see, I I only like the screened-in porch, like in the fall. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, because it's it's hard to do in the summer because it's just yeah, so it's hot. just too hard. Yeah, it's just too hard for me. I don't know. My main thing is an Ethernet <laughs> an Ethernet drop in every room. I want a really nice shower and a really nice bathtub. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want both of those things. And outside of that, outside of that, like, I don't really have any any things that really matter. I mean, obviously, for a dream home, I mean, I'm not like a huge cook by any means. So the I would like the nicest really countertops possible everywhere. Countertop, countertops look good for sure. 
I think I would rather have like a either a nice garage or just a a a nice like spare room. I don't want to call it a man cave, but just somewhere where you can, you know, maybe go. A nice basement like that would be nice. Cause yeah, a, a nice basement I think would be in mine. But like not a basement I have to worry about. I don't want any mold down there or anything. No one can call it the man cave, but a nice basement with a big couch and a big TV to watch movies on would be pretty cool. Next question. Brother Josama Bin Laden asks, What troll move has pissed you off the most? Had him pick six with the Dion Selly, a.k.a. Celebration, the Joe touchdown run, or the Tim Banks defense versus South Carolina? Tim Banks cracked the code against South Carolina. He studied that tape all offseason. Give him credit. Give him credits. Uh, the Neon Dion dance I found to be pretty hilarious. I, I find it to be hysterical. I can't be mad about it at all. The Joe 80-yard run, that that that, yes. that was pretty funny. That That's was a one, good troll. That, to me, is, is the most maddening troll. I will say, this is not from me. This is from Will Overstreet who has apparently been complaining for years that with Tim Banks we will blitz like crazy but will never play press coverage while we do the while we do blitz which just allows underneath stuff he said finally Saturday night we blitzed and we kept the corners close and the defensive backs looked a lot better because of it who knows i am stunned that Xavier Leggett his longest pass play of the night was the was the fake punt um but it's it's the Joe Milton touchdown run on the first play of the game. After you lost to Florida. Yep. That's the most important thing is it's after you lost to Florida. Yep. Brother Oven asks, it was good to see you on Saturday. Brother Oven, would you rather work six months straight without a day off, working 12-hour days, and then have six months off straight, or be able to take off any time you want, but you can only take a month off total each year while working eight-hour days? I'm so confused by the question. I wasn't listening. I think you got to go with the uh, working six months straight without a day off for 12 hours. I don't think you can do that. So you get six months off after that? Yeah. And what's the other option? You can take off whenever you want, but you can only take one month off total. Oh, then yeah, you got to take that option. You, you, got, you have to take that. Yeah, six months straight of 12 hours. I mean, if you gave me like Sunday off in the six months, maybe. Although, you know, I work year-round, and I don't get to take any time off. Uh, when you are your own brand, Seth, you're on the clock 24-7. Being, being a content creator is 24-7, yeah. Ugh, it's exhausting. Brother Paul asked this question, but only for you. This is only for you specifically. Um, which drive sucks more, John? Driving into Nashville on I-40 or driving into Knoxville on I-40? Driving into Memphis from Nashville is the worst drive. I like the drive into Nashville, to be honest. So I'll go back to Knoxville with being the worst drive because I always get a little scared coming down the mountain that I'm going to run into traffic at the split. Uh, So, I mean, I do this drive every weekend of a home football game. Driving into Knoxville on I-40 is far, far worse. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it does not matter the time of day. Traffic in Knoxville is going to be horrendous 
on the interstate. Don't know why, but it now, is. Now, it is important to say Nashville has some pretty bad traffic, yes, too. Yes, it does, but, it does. But I almost expected a Nashville, and I can deal with it. The Knoxville traffic just pisses me off. Yeah, at this point, it's fair to say Nashville is a major American city. So, whatever. And typically, there's... For me, at least, Paul, like, typically for me, when I'm going to Nashville, it's for something fun. So, I'm usually more excited going into Nashville than versus coming home, you know, maybe a little tired or such. So, I'll say the drive to Knoxville is worse. Brother Dash asks, John, another question for you. The last three questions are all for you. Who has more, oh, wow. games, who has more games left this season, Burrow or Milton? Well, Burrow did say that he's feeling great this week, which I don't buy, and I think the Bengals are going to keep losing. I'll say that I mean, at this point, do we think Milton's getting benched? No. No. Yeah, this would be the week to do it. They're not doing it. I think Milton's got at least six more games. Burrow, man. I'll say Milton plays more games than Burrow. I just got a feeling the Bengals are going to shut Burrow down pretty soon. He looks awful. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you have to worry about, like, I don't don't know about doing long-term damage to his calf, but, like, it – do you think Joe Burrow's confidence could be hurt? I don't know. Like, but he looks awful. And at a certain point, they'll just have to do what's best and tank. So I'll say Milton plays more games, if we're counting bowl games and SEC championships as well. Brother Parker asks John. That's probably a dumb take. But like they, but they, they play the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs, who's probably going to kick their ass. Then they play the Seahawks, 49ers, and Bills. Like, I think he's going to die playing the 49ers and Bills. Yeah, the Bills' defensive line kind of came out of nowhere, I think. Yeah, well, they've been investing in it, and, like, Von Miller's coming back. So, like, I think between the 49ers and then the Bengals' or the the Bills' defensive lines, I don't know if he makes it out of that stretch. He does have a bye week after Seattle, at least to somewhat get a little bit more healthy, but I think the Bengals go one and three in their next four games. You have to shut them down. Yeah, so I, I, I I go Milton. I go Milton plays more games. Brother Parker asks, John, are the Titans back? Titans are back, Parker. They're back. They're, they're, they're still frustrating, and I'm not saying they're not going to lay any eggs, but, man, Tim Kelly and Ryan Tannehill, they, they put on a clinic on Sunday against those bum-ass Bengals. And now we're going to go do what we always do, Seth. Ryan Tannehill is going to go beat the shit out of the Colts, 6-1 and one with the Titans against uh, the Colts. The only time we lost was on a short week, and we didn't have our punter. We had to get a FedEx driver to come be our punter, and he got a punt blocked. It, it was a whole thing. Was that but, Matt Dar that was the punter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five straight wins against the Colts, six and one. We're going to kick the Colts' ass, probably lose in London, because, you know, let's face it, that's a weird game. But three and three at the bye week, we'll have everybody right where we want them. The Titans are back. Derrick Henry is back. Titans haven't lost in October in a long time, Seth. I think they won 10 in a row. 11 in a row, somewhere somewhere like that. They, they don't lose in October. The Titans never left. I, I, I said they would have a good record. Well, they so left last year when everybody got hurt. Oh, I just meant this year. I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Browns game was just – that just happens in the NFL sometimes. Sometimes just, you just, yeah. sometimes you just get your ass kicked in the NFL. But now we got two offensive linemen coming back, and we're about to start mowing through, boys. Hammer the Titans this weekend against the Colts. Hammer them. 
Take out Thor's hammer and hammer him. That's all I've got. I need to go eat dinner with my parents. Tell them I said hello. Thank you for the time. Sorry that's a little bit short, everybody, but it's a bye week, so sue us. We'll do it again next week. Love you, Seth. See you, bye. I love you, too. Bye. <laughs>